0: Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable.
1: You're a now, my, honey, my. Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Show. I am here again, David Faulkner, your host, the MC for the PMC which is only two months away in the nation's capital, Wellington. It's not long to go. I'm again joined by Will Alexander from Baileys. He's up there in Auckland. I'm in Palmerston North. Pity me. And Harrison Vaughan is down in the capital at Tommy's, Property management, I don't know if he's at home or if he's in the office. He's very rarely in the office. i would tell you, one person who will be able to tell me how hard he works is one of our special guests tonight, and she's making her debut on the speaker circus at the PMC, Julia Day. Julia, you're a property manager at, property, Bro- at uh, property Brokers, I wish. property <laughs> property manager at Tommy's. Please tell us, how hard does Harrison Bourne work?
2: Oh, look, he's actually a good worker. He is. He's in the office every time I'm in there.
3: Well, you're not but going to tell the truth, are we? you? Because, I mean, let's face it, you, you you work for him. So, I mean, how honest are you really going to be? Oh, 100% honest. I'm always honest. <laughs> actually, you, you strike me as someone that would say he was shit if he was shit. Yeah, I would. Yeah.
0: Julia says it like it is. She, she tells me whenever I make a stuff up at work, you know, she's that she's that person. So if I was shit, she'd be telling us.
1: Yeah, so, Good to so know. Julia, it's great to have you on the show tonight. I mean, I'm sure Addison's going to ask you a few questions. We may even find out a few little secrets about you. Now, you've decided that you've got to come on the speaker circuit. You've been in property management for a long time. Ironically, the three of us here have all at some parts of your career been, well, we've been your boss. Um, not that you'd ever probably admit that it probably you're probably going to argue it's the other way around that you've been our bosses and it's probably closer to the truth so you know it's great that you've decided what why have you decided now because I never thought we'd get you to speak I've seen you speak at a property broker's day before you were brilliant and you've always had that little bit of oh I don't want to do this I don't want to do this now you've finally decided to do it what's made you get up there and say that right I'm going to speak
2: well, you know what, my my first answer when I was asked if I would be a speaker was absolutely not. Um, because I was thinking, you know what, why, why would people want to hear my story? Because really, there's nothing t- different about me than anyone else. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, you know what, if, if there's someone that I can help and even give just a little tip that they can benefit from, then it's been worthwhile. But also it's a progression for me. Um, it's well, well out of my comfort zone. Um, And it's something that um, is good for me to be able to work on as well.
1: And how much work are you putting into this? Because, I mean, this is is out of your comfort zone. It's not quite in, you know, some people are extroverts. Some people are quite introverted. Some people Mm -hmm. may get a bit of anxiety. And and I would put you kind of in that equation. So this is a really, you know, you are really taking a massive plunge here and and all power to you. You know, what preparation are you doing to get yourself ready to to do the talk? Uh, a lot. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> it, it's very t- it's very mind consuming, is probably what I would say. Um, and a lot of my a lot of my time is spent thinking. You know, what what can I add in here? What's what's um, value adding to what I'm saying? And there would be, you know, a, a good hour or two each day that um, is is taken up with bits and pieces that can be added in and taken out and rejigged around, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good.
1: And are, you getting any, are you getting any help? Are you getting any support? Are you doing anything like Toastmasters? Or you know, what, what training are you doing for this? Because it's not something you just get up on stage and do.
2: No, you don't. Um, and I have had the most amazing person help me. So Jo Ray from Ryan's has been, um, she's been mentoring me, which has been just absolutely fantastic. Um, she is an absolute world of knowledge, that woman. And um, I'm forever grateful for for her tips that she's been helping me with. And then, of course, Harrison is going to help me. He doesn't know this yet, but Harrison is going to be helping me with my PowerPoint presentation that will go alongside because I'm actually not very good at IT stuff.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, though, there's always good people around you who can support you with that, the courage to get up on stage. And, and, you know, this has got open doors for you, I am sure. The fact that you're getting help with Jo Ray, I mean, how did that happen? I mean, where did she come from? Harrison, you can come in
2: here because you nominated me for
1: I something, did. yeah, you? it was um
0: oh, what was it was it Eno's or something was doing a a, a a giveaway for you know nominate you know the best property manager in your team. Um, so I without sort of telling Julia, like I quietly nominated her. um, and they were really, really impressed with her, and they ended up actually awarding two winners, one of which was Julia. So her her prize was a um what was it, a one on one with Joe Ray and it was, a, it was a one
2: on one, I think it was an hour an hour coaching session with with Joe. Um and we Joe and I just carried it on. And so we've been catching up every couple of weeks and we'll continue to catch up um up until the PMC. She's helping me with my speech, and then yeah, hopefully afterwards as well. That's
1: that's fantastic. I mean, and, and you probably I mean, there's very few better. And Joanne Ray from, from the Real Estate Institute to come along and help. What a what a wonderful thing that that she's doing there to help you. So she yeah. and she's actually going to be speaking at the PMC as well. So that's great. So you have got to be there encouraging uh, each other. So Julia, I mean, I know your story in property management. A lot of people won't know your story about it in property management. How did you get into this industry?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there was there was property management wasn't even on my radar. At all. I was um, sitting in my office one day, I was was an insurance broker in Wellington City, and I got a phone call at my desk at work from you. (laughs) Yes. Asking if I would come and meet with you, because my name would be passed on to you as someone who could potentially be interest or, or good at property management, and, you know, I just... I wasn't even fussed whether I would got the job or not, to be honest, and I just thought, you know what, might as well come and have a meeting with you. So I did, and it kind of snowballed from there, really. Um, started the little office in Levin. I was the the only property manager there. Just myself and Ray were our receptionist, and then we got the sales team in, and the,
1: the business just grew. Yeah, I mean, I remember that so well because I was the first rent roll I was actually involved in 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 buying for property brokers and it went tits up it was just all over the place and I, I'd argue quite strongly Julia that you just about saved my career uh, because <laughs> if you turned if you had turned me down god knows what the hell we would have done because we bought this rent roll it was I did my dd but not good enough and it was a dog's breakfast and yeah. um, you know we got the one good thing that they actually did they gave me your details and and you saved our bacon and to see what's happening at that Levin branch. I think it won Ryan's award a few years ago for one of the medium-sized branches in New Zealand. I mean, Will, you've you've worked with Julia. What what's your re- re- recollection? No, did you no, not work with Julia? Yeah,
3: no, I I I haven't. And um I feel like I've missed out. And so I'm gonna correct that. Bailey's officially offers you a role, Julia. Um <laughs> and would like you to move up to Auckland ASAP. I'm sorry, Harrison, but I think it's only fair. I mean, it was your idea, David, but uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Listen,
1: it's it's payback, Will. It's payback, Will. It's payback, payback because Harrison's bloody done it to to us. So it's only further. It goes, what goes around comes around. Oh, Dave, you're going to be
0: sour about that for years.
1: Well, (laughs) if it it makes you feel better... um,
3: uh, one of uh, a person that we all know, I probably shouldn't name her because she's been a bit dark. She's poached someone from me in the last couple of weeks. Um, so it happens. But it's all, at least I know this person is going to a good company. So I'm all right with that. But it's uh, no, I've known up. you for a long time, Julia. God, it must be definitely a few years now. Um, but uh, I've, I'm super stoked for you to, to start presenting. And I think you're. Um, your approach to it is perfect. I mean, you know, you've got a story to tell and, and there are people out there that will learn from it and you're good at what you do. Um, and yeah, I think just share your story. It's a good story.
2: Thank you.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so Julia, I mean, you would have seen a huge amount of change. You've been in property management now. I mean, it must be working out how long I've been in it. You must have been in it for coming up 15 years.
2: Yeah, how we been able years to, in December.
1: Well, that was a good guess. Oh, that wow. was a good guess. It was a yeah. good guess. So, so how do you keep the passion burning for an industry which has quite a high churn rate and people burn out quite easily? How have you kept yourself in control, kept going, and you still do the business day in, day out, and you enjoy it, clearly?
2: Mm, I love it. I mean, there is a high churn rate, which is really sad in property management. I mean, it's a high-stress job. I think, um, you know, for me... There's always room for improvement, and I feel like there's still so much more that I've got to give. Um, You know, I think I'm always, my desire is to make sure that I can help other people have a positive impact on who they're dealing with as well. And I think that's, you know, that that makes me feel incredibly successful in those day-to-day things when someone else is successful, and I've been a part of helping them with that.
1: What a great answer. And um, so really what I'm saying now, it's evolved from you're doing the job because you're doing the job and it's interesting, it's inciting. Now it's about sharing your knowledge and you highlighted Mm. this um, from the outset that you wanna share as much knowledge as you've got now with other people to, to help them. Do you feel that as an industry, is that lacking?
2: I think it is. I think, you know, with with the senior property managers that are out there in the industry, I mean, my my personal view would be to reduce their portfolios and have them as mentors for their other staff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and not handholders such, but have that support there, that support network for the junior staff members who who can call on you at any time and know that they've got, got you that you've got their back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Harrison can I turn can I put a question at you mate you probably yeah. have a few questions as well i mean how integral has julia day been in in you know the evolution of tommy's property management cuz she's been there now for quite a few years i mean you know oh, what has yeah. she
0: brought to the team i mean julia has been absolutely integral i mean without without julia our entire capity area within our portfolio firstly wouldn't exist so she grew that from nothing right at the start Mm. based out there in our Capity office working alongside our sales team um and julia's always had you know she's a very sociable person loves a wine from time to time so she's got a really big network so you know word of mouth referrals it was the amount of business we were getting just from people knowing julia was working for us was fantastic um as she's evolved, and obviously Julia's now a team leader within Tommy's, um, Julia's taken on a big part of training uh, within Tommy's and trying to upskill, you know, our junior property managers like she was touching on before. So Julia's really a key part of our business and making sure that, I guess, the knowledge within Tommy's is always up to date within our team. Um, so, you know, very key, key member.
1: Because you've got a relatively young team there, haven't What's Harrison? What would be oh. the average age of your... Of your... Uh, property management team i think last time
0: i did it it was about it was about 30
1: right so so it was about
0: our median median age
1: yeah so so julio as you've got these new people coming into tommy's is it kind of like is it how old are these people coming in and do you see a difference in the work ethics the 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 personality the traits compared to what you saw when you first entered the industry
2: yeah, I think um I think, you know, if you're if you're coming into this industry, I have noticed that when you're getting into property most of the people that I'm working with have gotten have like a full passion with it.
1: And in terms of like your parents, because your parents are they've come from a trades background, but investors themselves, mm. what much of it how much of an influence have they had on your career as well? Because they must have taught you a lot about, you know, investing. And making sure that you're financially, because this is probably something that isn't taught enough, mm. uh, how mm. to manage your finances, how to get ahead. How influential have they been on your career?
2: Yeah, they have been so, to some extent. I mean, my my parents still manage their own properties because it's that, <laughs> um, that mentality of, um, well, we can do it ourselves, so why wouldn't we? Um, but I think I, I think there was a shift in that now, and I think, you know, for a lot of the baby boomers, they are realising that with the legislation changes that have come in, and so many of them so quickly, um, I've noticed that a lot of those owners are actually coming to us to have their properties or their portfolios managed as opposed to doing it themselves, because it's not – it's not um, property management is not a handshake anymore. You don't just rock on down and give the keys to your tenant with a, a you know, freshly baked batch of muffins. There's
1: mm. so much more to it now. I mean, you're, you're dead right, Will. I mean, you'd agree with those comments in terms of, you know, it's no longer a handshake, is it? it, it when I first started, it was um, mm. because of the lack yeah. of regulation, whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, It is. I mean, what? what completely what,
3: changed. I mean, mm. think about the days of, uh, you know, paying rent at the office. And, I mean, you, you, you cast your mind back and you think, God, if, if – I don't know why people were focused on robbing banks, only if they had known how much money was sitting in these property management offices with no security um, cameras, with no sort of uh, any way of defending ourselves. I mean, uh, it was was a sitting duck, but uh, yet it has changed. Uh, Interested to hear your thoughts, Julia, of all the changes. I mean, I I think as, as frustrating as it has been, all the changes that we've all endured over the years, has to a degree kept us interested. You know, it's it's for me it's been another challenge and um, and that's the way I've always looked at it. But in your opinion, based on, you know, where it all very first started, all the change, like smoke alarms, I think that was the first thing they introduced, what has been the biggest challenge, do you think, for yourself and, and for the industry to get over?
2: Uh, I would say for the industry, probably more healthy home staff. I think there was a lot of good things that were in healthy homes, um, but there's a lot of things that still need tweaking. And it had caused a massive headache for property managers, tenants as well. Um, But I also think, you know, there was a lot of expense on owners that needn't have happened. Like, for example, just one example, you're taking a heat pump. Uh, that doesn't quite meet the kilowatt output for the living room size, and so here you had all these owners going and replacing, spending, you know, four or five thousand dollars on on new heat pumps that really was not necessary. And we, we we had tenants saying, "We don't want a heat pump. We want to keep the wood fire." Yes, but unfortunately, that doesn't quite meet the the requirements now. Well, you can put it in, but we're not using it. You know?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the re- reason I asked that question, um, I had a conversation today with someone about methamphetamine, mm-hmm. and, you know, that, that still has not been addressed. 1.5 micrograms versus 15, the Gluckman report. I mean, if you cast your mind back to when that, you know, the media got hold of that, and, and you know, before you know it, people were ripping down their highly gutting properties based on, 2.5 micrograms per hundred meters, hundred square centimetres, or centimetre squared, whatever. And you know, I mean, what what, do you, what did you learn from that? I mean, obviously now that you, you you've done the wash up and you can look back and retrospect is a wonderful thing. That was a shocker, really, wasn't it?
2: It was, and I mean, again, that was a massive expense for for owners and and insurance companies alike. And I think, you know, that was probably one of the, the factors too that changed for insurance companies. I mean, I think that's driven up premiums. It's been one of the driving factors, I I would think. You know, obviously, natural disasters and things like that as well. But but certainly, um, you know, really the only people who benefited from that were the testing companies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's still not resolved, is it? No, it's not.
1: Well, I saw Miles Stratford was uh, from, you <laughs> all remember him, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he, He's he's, God, he's like a bad rash. He won't go away, will he? I mean, he he was speaking at the the RPMA conference. God knows what he had to say. But again, you still see this in... You're right, Will. hasn't gone away. Because when you Mm. look at some of these insurance policies, they still have. You've got to have the property tested um, Mm. to be able to to have the claim. And it's got to be tested to the NZS standards, which is 1.5. Yet, you know... I, I'm, well, I don't, this, don't get me started on this this is just the biggest rot of money i've ever seen and the I fact think, that i mean i would have a I would, I would i would literally i would go as far as to say this deserves a public inquiry because the amount of money that was thrown into this and wasted the amount of tenants okay. that was thrown out of houses for doing absolutely nothing wrong the amount yeah. of owners that had to fork out thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars for absolutely nothing at all and yet still today no one can name me one person that has suffered from an illness which has ended up in hospitalization uh and this has been going on for years and we're still debating the merits of this whole methamphetamine it's an absolute, and there's no other country in the world that takes such a stance i mean God almighty, the Japanese were bloody living on it in World War Two, as were the bloody Germans. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the Japanese have got the, the longest life expectancy in the bloody world. It was so... Uh, don't get me started. You got Damon's me started. David's quite passionate about this topic. Getting on a tangent, it's, yeah. it's an absolute, it's it's a disgrace. It's a <laughs> disgrace. And we've still got people in this industry going, oh, well, we're going have to have to test the houses because it's dangerous. It's not dangerous. <laughs> I mean, You might can just see a podcast called
0: Dave Rants about meth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that I think we pushed his butt yeah. in. Oh, it infuriates <laughs> me. It absolutely infuriates me. But,
3: but in retrospect, Julia, um, do you think it's like with the stuff that, change, you know, people just run with it and the media gets hold of it, do you think it's actually better just to wait and see? Um, you know, is, it, is pro, you want to be proactive. You want to be seen to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you reckon, you know, do it all over again, just
2: sit and wait? That is the problem, though, is that you do want to be proactive, right? And you've got yeah. customers coming to you saying, but the other company's doing this, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. And if you say, oh, we're just going to sit and wait and see how it goes, you know, how does that make you look?
3: Well, this is like Sweden, isn't it? You know, in the whole COVID thing. They're like, "Yeah, oh, whatever, you know, we'll just roll with it. And, yeah. you know, they got hell for it at the time. Every other country in the world were like, no lockdowns, it's the best way. And, you know, uh, what are we now? Two thousand three years later, everyone's going, oh, actually, that was the best way.
1: Yeah, Changing tact a little bit. I'm watching this program on uh, TVNZ Plus and it's called This England. And it's got Kenneth Branagh, who's Boris Johnson. And it is brilliant. And it's all about UK going into lockdown. Uh, and it's mm. it's a fictitious but on real life events. Oh God, it is it is so good. And uh, but you're right, Will. I think you know we jumped. You're both right, Julia. You're saying that you know you you're feeling the pressure. You want to do the right thing. You want to be proactive because you want to look like you're doing the right thing. But really, you're right. I mean, I saw um. God, oh, uh The the guy who's uh, Greg Foran, who's the Greg
3: uh, Ford. New, Zealand's yeah, New
1: Zealand CEO. And he said this one thing at a speech that I went to, and he goes, panic slowly. Yeah, and I think that's a, that is really good advice. And um, I love that. Yeah. Take your time and panic. Take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julie, how did you cope with, um, how did Tommy's cope with the whole COVID situation when that came along? And and what did you do in terms of engaging with with landlords and tenants?
2: Tell you what, I think we did really well. I think actually we slot. well, I, I personally slotted quite nicely into working from home. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it quite nicely. I mean, you know, uh, the, the one o'clock um, update would come around and I'd be pouring myself a cup of tea and then it would be straight into the wine. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, we would send out regular update emails. I mean, I actually got new business over COVID. I was doing um, FaceTime videos with owners who were moving overseas once the once the restrictions had ended and wanted us to rent out their house, and there mm-hmm. was owners who had you know just moved out of their house and needed them rented, and so yeah, I was I was signing up new business while I was um, in lockdown, which was great.
1: Yeah, and you. Did I'm you, sure you yeah, go on, go on, Will. Did you miss
2: seeing Harrison
3: face to face though? No, it was quite a nice break. Yeah,
1: yeah, I thought so. Is
3: yeah. a rhetorical ah. question.
1: Yeah, it was a silly question because we knew the answer. Um, I mean, can I ask you, Julia? I mean, you, you we always we don't always get things right in property management, and I'm sure that you would have you know made mistakes along the way. How do you deal with those mistakes, particularly when it's you know with a landlord and you know that they're going to get a bit grouchy? What what are your strategies, and what are your what are the things that you've learned to do once you? Do? The
2: biggest thing I for me is. You know, we can we can read an email that comes in and we can instantly jump to conclusions and we take it quite personally. Well, I do. I think the biggest thing is to sit back, go back to the email in an hour's time and reread it. And often when you reread it after you've had a chance to come down, the email is actually completely different to how you first read it. And then when it comes time to replying, I think it's taking a chunk of the pie slowly so just taking small bites here and there to get through the issue and being really concise in what you're saying to an owner no sort of um you know pussyfooting around the situation like be clear but just taking it slowly and um and really digesting what what it actually is that they are either complaining or or wanting from you but still
1: harrison Mm. Are you still there, mate? Are you still yeah, of there? Of course, of course. Good on you. All the I, I, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I mean, in terms of, like, Julia's progression, where would you like to see her evolve to within the career? Because, I mean, the, it, there must be, you know, great opportunities as, as Tommy's grows um, throughout the lower, you know, Wellington region. Where do you see Julia advancing in her career? Oh,
0: gosh. I mean, one day she can probably sit in my chair when I'm yeah. when I when I decide that uh, I'm, I'm done with with renting and tenants and landlords, you know, that, that's where I see her, she's fantastic with people fantastic with training and upskilling people. Um, you know, so I'd like to see her more deal with the internal team more so than with, you know, tenants and landlords as you do with a, with a property manager and help them, uh, the junior guys deliver a fantastic service to their customers.
1: Well, I mean, she's she's an absolute gem of a lady. I miss it at Property Brokers. I, I won't lie, Harrison, if she came knocking on the door, I'd give her a You're not getting her, Dave. Ah, well, there you go. And, uh, well, Bailey's may be able to get her swinging up to Auckland. Anyway, what typically happens at the end of our podcast, Julia, is the uh, now infamous questions... And there's a bit of a scoreboard going along the way here as well. Hopefully there's no questions here tonight because I cringe now. I'm thinking, what the hell is he going to ask? Will Alexander has five questions that he likes to ask of our guests. And um, Will, floor is yours.
3: Okay. We've got a couple of multi-choice questions tonight. Um, So technically you could argue that it's more than five questions. But uh, starting off with the most controversial, as per usual, um, as we've corrected our listeners this evening, you haven't worked for me, but you have worked for David and Harrison.
2: Oh, um, no, I is, know what this question's got to
3: be. <laughs> who is the better boss? <laughs> well, I mean,
1: she's got to say well, bloody be ass because I'm holding
3: be- you to the fact that you said you're honest in that although Harry is currently your current boss, I expect nothing but honesty.
2: You know, both both managers come with um, positive traits.
1: <laughs>
0: Are you going to pussyfoot around this, Julia? What's,
1: what's the Yeah, negative, I know, I what's know. The, what's oh, the God, negative a trait? delay, he says
2: it all. What's the negative traits? Oh, God, I feel really... <laughs> No, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'd rather have
0: Dave than myself. I mean, God, Dave's, Dave's got all that bloody wisdom, and he I tell you what, D-
2: David, David would know the answer to any question, and I think that's an experience thing. Mm.
0: Well, I ring Dave when I don't know what to do, so <laughs> that shows you it's the it's the hierarchy
3: up. Yeah,
1: right, but, so but, we're but, gonna but go but with David. Te- but but on tech, I'd still, you know, I'd say on tech. But it when it comes, when it comes to, to prop tech. Yeah, he wins hands down. And, and but when you'd it comes argue... to
0: regulation and like, what notice period do I give in this tricky situation?
1: When day, it comes day, to day, legislation to stuff, definitely
2: Harrison. Yeah, but when, it, uh, sorry, definitely David. But Harrison, Harrison's very good because he's very cool headed, and nothing, there is nothing that is an issue, and so everything is can trait. be worked
3: through. When mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about, you do come across as cool headed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, which second question. N- nothing's okay. a problem okay. until okay. it's Sorry. a
3: problem. We, we digress. We digress. Okay. We've discussed this evening um, about David and Harrison's voting preference in the last election,
1: Jesus
3: um, of which I am shocked, horrified, and disappointed with. There's
1: nothing wrong tell, with Chloe Swalbrick.
3: Tell me, um, going forward, uh, moving over to America, uh Trump or Biden in the next election?
1: God,
3: Neither. I mean they're both about to die, aren't they? Well, hopefully not. But um, yeah. No, I don't it's a, it's not a good option, not a good choice. Okay, good answer. Have you ever taken longer than twenty three days to lodge a bond?
2: No, because I don't lodge bonds.
1: Twenty three working days well.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's not an answer. That's yes, it is. As you asked
2: me if I'd taken longer than twenty three days to lodge a bond, and my answer is no. Okay.
3: Um, 15 years ago, David hired you. Multi-choice. I mean, a series of questions. A, did he mislead you? And B, as you have saved his career, as he said tonight, will you send him an invoice? i
1: definitely send you an invoice, David. <laughs> did I mislead you? I no, you did not.
2: Denied. No, you did not. But I tell you what, property management has changed a hell of a lot since when I first started.
1: I mean, do you remember Raven walking across, that's what you said before, with the money. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, robbing a bank, comes with property. We have little Raven who'd be about 250 years old and she's walking that's across right. to the bank with a sack full of about 10K in rent. In Leven. In Leven. in a clear plastic bag and i think it's myself it's only a matter of time before she gets bloody mugged and that's something we're saying look we've got to stop taking cash payments and then we get the f-post machines in and now you know no one comes in to pay cash or f-post anymore anyway i've got one more there's one more one more
3: sorry one more okay uh multi-choice um and you've got to select one of these three options if you won five million dollars tonight a, would you turn up at Tommy's tomorrow? B, would you tell Harry to get stuffed? Or C, would you buy Tommy's? A. Would you turn up? So you would or you wouldn't? I would
2: turn up to work tomorrow. What is wrong with you?
1: I tell you what. <laughs> well, seriously, if I won't, like, I'd do the same. Love what I do. You know, it, yeah, it's I'm a passion. I've still, go still got to do something. Got to do something. What else are you going to do? I love it. I'd probably
2: go down to, a, like, a four-day week. Yeah.
0: You're probably
2: but I'd be
0: there every day, every
2: other a day. A portfolio of 40, probably.
3: There you go, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. $5 million <laughs> in the bank, and all she'll do is go down to a four-day week. I yeah. love <laughs> the work ethic. <birthday. laughs>
1: yes. Well, that's true. Really, she's a grafter. She's a grafter. She always has been. Hard work. Yeah. That's why you're good at what you do,
3: Julia. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. The,
1: the fifth day would be
3: volunteering somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so anyway, just to re- recap,
1: David's three, Harry is one. I think we'll go with that. I'll take that. Anyway, yeah. um, the family have just walked in, so we've got to bug it off. We've got to go and watch the election. Uh, I, I actually had a tenancy tribunal I wanted to discuss with really, you, but we'll, we'll save that to next week.
0: I know, because, i had some notes on that, Dave. I yeah, I know. Those. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. we just got lost track of track time, and uh, I think what we'll do, we'll give that an episode, designated episode, on its own because yeah, that and uh, myth those are two yeah. dedicated episodes no I don't, it's, yes. it's just that'll just be me ranting um but anyway julia we we want to thank you so much for coming along and joining us this evening on the podcast and we also want to thank you for speaking at the pmc i know you're going to be nervous when you get up on stage those butterflies are going to go and you're just going to flow and you are just going to nail it and and very proud of you for putting yourself out there to get up and i tell you what the people who come along to the conference they're going to learn so much from you it, it's not going to be funny and if you've got joanne ray as a mentor my god i mean you're both lucky to have each other really because you're both two top people thanks a lot for joining us will thanks a lot it's always great to see you up there in the office in um in auckland and harrison you always poach. A pleasure i'm gonna poach you one day mate just you mark it all right all right guys
3: well, she, she might win five million
1: dollars and poach you well, maybe I'd go and work for her. All right, good on you guys. Julia's property uh, management. Yeah, we'll see you again soon. Natty, what?
2: Thanks, guys.
1: See
0: ya.
2: Catch ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Alternative
1: Property Management Podcast,
2: powered by Renty and the PMC.